0: Nick and Ramon. Ramon and Nick. Garbled Podcast.
1: New 52. Just gotta make sure you're recording.
2: Yeah, no, no, we're recording. What's going on,
1: folks?
2: (laughs) Welcome to the Garbled Podcast.
1: Broadcasting live on tape from the... We are
2: at the Greater Philadelphia Comic Con 2019.
1: 2019.
2: We are at the Nerdtino booth. Uh, Yeah, it's Saturday. We're here. We're down. We're, We're recording live. But it doesn't matter because you're listening to this. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. we're going to post
1: it on, like, Thursday or whatever. <laughs>
2: Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday, right. So, um...
1: Shows how involved I am in that prior <laughs> process. Uh,
2: no, this has been fucking phenomenal. It's, I, been, it's this, been great. This is my third year coming to this one. Yep. And uh, I, I actually think I prefer the Greater Philadelphia Comic-Con to a lot of the other... Uh, especially, like, Wizard World. Yep. You- I mean, that eventually they get just so huge... Well, no. Wizard World has been, like slowly dying. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but see, uh, I've never
1: made it to Wizard World.
2: Uh, you're I not missing to, much. I have like, to turn I, in my card, or no, 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 no. I feel like this is a better. No, this is a much better con, yep. if you ask me.
1: Well, it's it's way more consistently uh, attended, uh, just over the years. I mean, I see about the same size crowd every year. Seems to be, I, I see familiar faces, uh, familiar costumes, so it's it's nice. It's like everybody's getting back together and. Yeah, and doing it again, which is yeah, it's fun.
2: like running into old friends. That's yeah. that's exactly a- what today has been.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's been a it's been a blast.
2: So, um, what what's your takeaway from today? Like, uh, is there anything that's jumping out at you? Or I,
1: I really gotta I really gotta get off the horse. And like, I'm wearing <laughs> my cosplay today. Is uh, this, like, Nick like, wore
2: another twenty dollar cosplay? I, I
1: wore a twenty dollar cosplay, which is cool. It's as my sort of, I don't know, bent and, and what, what I might be known for. But basically, I'm just not known for anything right now. Um, so, except popping up at random booths and <laughs> helping out. So, I, I got I to gotta get serious about actually doing one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know that I should start with the Juggernaut idea. Uh, I know that would get a lot of attention, but I don't know that I should start there.
0: Yeah,
2: should I should probably work I, on something else I feel really naked today because I'm not in cosplay at yeah, all yeah I was a little
1: surprised by that by the way
2: yeah yeah well you know time restrictions and I, I'm, I'm just tired of like repeating the same costumes I, I want to yeah. come in with something original yep so and I just haven't had the time to dedicate that yep. I would like to
1: what's What's the next one
2: uh, I'm not putting that out there oh oh
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Yeah, coming no, soon. Uh, Details yeah. to follow.
2: Yeah, so, some some stuff is coming soon, but n- nothing just yet.
1: Okay. All right. All right. What's your takeaway?
2: Uh, I, I love Greater Philadelphia Comic Con because <laughs> you, it,
1: you led with your takeaway.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. I just I, this is a way friendlier atmosphere, I think. No. Yep. Than um, the bigger like Wizard World cons. It's, and I'm not saying that wizard world is not friendly at all it's just I feel like coming here I've run into 50 or 60 people that I've run you know I normally run into at other cons yep. and I don't know it's just I, I feel like it's a good location it's a good distance the bright the, the the pricing is fair you know yep. what I mean like it's not like wizard world where it's like ninety dollars hundred dollars 150 dollars for the week you know I don't yeah, even boy. know how much it is anymore that's how disinterested I'm. Um...
1: Yeah. Well, and then you gotta ha- you gotta keep your vendors happy, and you gotta let people spend money. You yeah. Know, if they spend all their money to get in the door. That doesn't really help. No, not at out. all. So it's it's a it's a great feel. I, I I enjoy my time here. I I feel bad that I can't buy like everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I want to support all the act and you know all the actors, all the uh, cosplayers, all the uh, all the artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get to do that. Oh, um, that
2: that that's my takeaway from like I got to meet Michael Dorn, who plays yes. Worf, yep. in uh, the, original, um, the original the original uh, yeah. the Star Trek: The Next Generation.
1: The original Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> I got to meet uh, the Black Power Ranger. Yep. I, I can't; his name is escaping me right now, so I'm not even going to try. It's been a long day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to uh, to I got to actually interact with you know more of the behind the scenes people, you know. Mm-hmm. That I I am not one of those guys that's like big on buying tickets to or or buying like photo op opportunities. Yep. But to just sit down and t- you know like I was two feet away from Edward James almost. Yep. Who by far is one of my now I'm not gonna say like one of my all time favorite actors, but he's in the top ten. Nice. And uh, that was. This that that was the big takeaway from today. Like Edward James, almost man. I met Edward <laughs> I met Admiral Adama. <laughs> I, I I got to talk to the guy from me. Uh, 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 um, the prison movie. I can't. My mind is shit wow. right now. Yeah, it's been a long day. Uh, his movie, uh, uh, Stand and Deliver, yep. is like had such a huge influence on my life. And uh. to to meet someone that. I don't know, it's cheesy. Oh, okay. To, to, to meet somebody, to you know, like in real life, to meet somebody that like had an impact on you yep. when you were young, you know, like, yeah, that was that was huge.
1: Yeah, that that's an awesome experience right there. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. That's very cool. I, I just love seeing everybody having a great time, too. You know, I like, very few people have had a bad day today. No. That are in this building, so it's very cool. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but. It's just, it's, it's just a fun atmosphere. So exactly. that's our PSA for... Uh, <laughs> Greater Philadelphia Comic Con. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah,
2: so we're going to be walking around and we're going to be, uh, you know, interviewing people randomly and just getting a sense of, uh, you know, con goers and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, uh, stay tuned because this will all be one episode.
1: Yeah, we'll edit it. Okay. It.
2: And we're back, folks. We are indeed back. Uh, <laughs> and we have uh, someone who's here at the Nertino booth. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself or do you want me to introduce you? Because...
3: I know.
2: Okay, you do it.
3: I'm Jay Justice, cosplayer, consultant, editor, public speaker. I wear many hats. I'm Jamaican. i got to have ten jobs. Stay in the community. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the co-director and co-founder of LGBTHQ, a convention service that provides programming and promotion to marginalized peoples all over the video gaming and comic book communities. I'm also a cosplay guest of Nerdtino and provided much programming for them last year and happy to do it again this year.
2: Awesome. So this is going to be, is this your second year in a row? It's my
3: second year at Nerdtino, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. And it's funny because last year we were like literally next door to each other. Uh, booth-wise, but we didn't get a chance to talk
3: to you. No, not at all. It was a pleasantly busy convention where we had a lot going on with a lot of people, but you kind of... I'm definitely a point A to point B person, so I was at my table and at my panels and getting food, and that was it. I didn't really see a, a <laughs> yeah, lot the food between. food was
2: off the chain last yes. year, wasn't
3: it? I mean, Latin food always is.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do with uh, LGBT... HQ? HQ,
3: yeah. So, LGBT HQ, the HQ stands for headquarters. We've had many a cis straight person go wait, there's a new letter in the acronym? What's H? And I say it's homosexuals, but no, it really means headquarters. Um, So it's, 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 it's a place for people to gather. It's a safe space at a convention where there's a lot of pushback against anything that's considered to be different than the default. And we just try to reach out to the community by inviting creators who are either queer or disabled or a person of color or sometimes all three of those things to show their work with us so we can share it with the the community. We work with independent comic book publishers like Kid Riot Comics that creates uh, queer content. We actually did an interview
2: with uh, Kid Riot Comics. That was one of our um, from uh, Nurtino
3: Expo. Yeah, I I knew you'd be aware because yeah, they do some great work. They're all people in the community who are trying to build things up for us uh they're educators as well as comic creators so you feel like you're learning something but you're learning in a fun way
2: you know it's, it's amazing because uh, i think i pointed when we were talking casually earlier uh um i pointed out like there's a lot of people in the uh uh not just the cosplay community but in the nerd community that are educators
3: yeah it's very true i feel like people who are interested in like genre stuff are people who understand that we're never really done learning And the people who are kind of gatekeepers are definitely the opposite end of that spectrum where you're still a nerd, but you kind of are very defensive and not open to new things, which also keeps you from being open to new people being in your community or even people who've always been here but don't fit your preconceived notion of what a nerd is.
2: What does what nerd mean to you, since you brought it up?
3: It's an in, someone who's enthusiastic. I know that nerd and geek are interchangeable, and many people get upset at that fact, but, I mean, it's the way the dictionary evolved. A nerd is supposed to be someone who's, like, uh, enthusiastic about the sciences or someone who is very well knowledgeable in the sciences, whereas a geek is someone who is a, an enthusiast of any particular genre. You can be a geek about anything. And so I feel like using it interchangeably can be frustrating people who are kind of hung up on that semantic, but it just means someone who has a passion for something. That's how I use it, and that's how it's used a lot in the fandom spaces.
2: Okay, okay. No, I I like asking that question because oh, I, yeah, I get, you'll a, get a
3: different answer for everyone. Exactly. <laughs>
2: but but I, 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 um, I also think that it's important to kind of include all of those definitions together.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm definitely a science geek. I may not be a science nerd because I didn't major in science and I'm not someone who you could ask to help program your computer, but I definitely enjoy learning more about it and promoting those who can teach that kind of stuff. Like I did a talk at MIT where it was supposed to be me and a video game developer. She was going to be handling the, how does this programming work side of creating video games I was going to be talking about consulting on games and making games more accessible for people with disabilities, people who feel marginalized and make sure the game is a welcoming space for everybody. Unfortunately, our scientists couldn't make it, so I had to do the whole talk on myself. And I wanted sure people knew that you're still a developer. If you worked on a game, whether it was in the programming, in the marketing, in the art department, in the writing, you're still a developer no matter how you contributed. And I think that everyone's work is equally valued, or should be, as opposed to just saying, well, if you didn't do hard science, then you're not a dev. I'm like, oh, no, get out of here with that. Like, check out what a game dev looks like, hashtag on Twitter, and you'll see it's so diverse. There are so many women, people of color, people of disabilities who've worked on games, who've helped create the video games that we're enjoying. And every single aspect of it is important. So, all mm. of it.
2: Awesome. Okay. You know what? I want to ask you a question that sure. I know that you're... you Because when I first got here, you were really passionate about it. <laughs> but I, I, I want to ask you, because I'm passionate about it myself, so... Um, why is the fact that they got a picture of a black hole such a big deal this week?
3: Oh, boy. Well, black holes are something that have been depicted in science fiction by like science enthusiasts for years. And something that we haven't ever been able to get a picture of before because of the way that light is captured in a black hole in order to get an image of something you have to have light you have to be able to see it and because of the way black holes work that's something that we just didn't think we could ever do and getting to actually see what it looked like and then comparing it to how we imagined they looked was just so fascinating to me as someone who just enjoys science I may not know everything about how it works but I want to know more about the galaxy I think that's what being a science fan is about
2: okay okay and you um, you, you know it was a woman that made that discovery. Uh, yes yeah. I know yeah. no, I, <laughs> we're well, all so I proud of I want to highlight her. that because yeah absolutely I, the, I, there's so much talk nowadays about how there's um, very little uh, involvement uh, by women in the sciences. So the fact that it was—it was, What's it was a, really a,
3: funny. It's not that there's very little involvement. A lot of the scientific uh, developments that have been discovered lately, or in, in the past, by women, have been men take the credit for it, women get overshadowed, we get pushed out, we get just completely oppressed and discriminated against, and it's a very hard place to be as a woman working in any kind of field where everything is male-driven, and a lot of the times, credit gets given to somebody who was either above you or has been there longer because you were afraid to speak up. Because if you're a woman with an opinion, if you're too strong about it, if you're too abrasive, if you're too, you're too firm, you're too like, you know, it gets taken the wrong way. You have to be soft, you have to be apologetic in every single way you have atoned, but if you get a Reputation as a you know a woman who's hard to deal with you don't get chosen for products anymore.
2: Right, right. And uh, well, I've been sitting in this booth with you all day, mm-hmm. so um, you know I, I think our personalities mesh really well because uh, you're as abrasive, or you know you're the same level as abrasive <laughs> as me. <laughs> and, and I and I respect. Wait, wait Nick's going to chime in.
1: You had you. You expertly started to back out of that, and I cut you off. I apologize.
3: I got to say, if I were a Game of Thrones house, house justice would be completely unyielding, and that's the problem people have with me, is that if I know what I'm talking about, I'm going to be firm about it. I'm not going to say, well, I think, I'm just like, no, this is the fact. And because sometimes people don't understand where I'm coming from, it may come up as like, oh, well, she's being disrespectful to me or she's being mean. I'm like, no, I'm just being honest. This is how I feel about something. And sometimes when you do that as a woman, it seems like you're just being, you know, a bitchy person. And I'm like, no, you're not being bossy. You're the boss. Like, you're allowed to have your own space and be the master of your own domain, regardless of your gender. But when women do the same thing that men do, people take it the wrong way and immediately assume that means that you're difficult to deal with.
2: Right, right. No, but...
3: And as long as everyone's being honest, I feel like someone with that kind of personality, we're the easiest to deal with. Just tell me what's going on and we well, can work I, it
2: out. Well, I, I, I personally appreciate and respect that, um heavily because I, I know where I stand with someone exactly. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and if nothing else, I that's important to me. Yes. Like I, I don't want to sugarcoat shit. I don't, as I as don't want to yeah. exactly. like, baby handle mm-hmm. people. Yeah.
3: There are no kid gloves here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So um, we had a really interesting—you and me had a really interesting discussion. I, I want to kind of, like, rehash if, you, if you're okay with that. I bet that. you wish we were recording then, don't you? I do. i have like, like to entire time answer now. I forgot everything
3: I said. Let's try, though. Okay. So we were
2: talking about—oh, um, God.
3: We were talking about the future of the MCU.
2: Yes, we were talking about the future of the MCU. And, um, and bringing
3: in characters from the comic books and how their MCU versions could differ or could be similar and how they could— connect in the same way that Fahey has masterfully like built the Marvel universe everything has been expanding at a pretty decent rate and I like the way they've made certain characters relate to each other but I feel like especially with the Netflix shows there were opportunities to interlink these universes in a way that made them fit and they didn't go for those probably because they knew it wasn't going to be forever they were going to make a different TV universe anyway but I remember what you were saying before about the um, Shuri and I, I love Shuri in the comics, in the movies. I think she's a great character, and she's the future queen of Wakanda. And I can't wait to see that happen. And you had said,
2: okay. So what I had said was, uh-huh. um, there's a lot of characters that are getting ready to transition. Um, so we know that the the six original um, Avengers, uh, for them, this an assumption
3: that is very common. Yes, we know. Them, he says, well,
2: we. We believe because you're right. Endgame. We got two two weeks in counting. Exactly. It's, so uh, it's a
3: very commonly held assumption
2: that um, Captain America, Iron Man, um, who else? Uh, it's Cap, Iron Man, Thor, and there's somebody else's contract. They're done. They're basically. Done I try MZ. not to
3: pay attention to the contract. I just want to enjoy the movie. So no,
2: and, I, and This I, is the
3: only MCU theory y'all will ever hear me talk about because he acts like, I, I literally don't care. I just want to enjoy the movie. <laughs> I'm not reading about people's contracts or, like, who's moving to Maui or whatever. I don't care. I just want to watch the movie.
2: Well, but we, I, I say that because Chris Evans, uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Tony, uh, Robert Downey Jr., they're done. So there's been a lot of speculation as to uh, whether they're going to continue with their characters or mm-hmm. not and if the mantle will be passed down, which is one of the things that Marvel... Um, unlike DC has not been really good at is passing mantle on to other characters.
3: Now, the irony you say that, because DC fans will tell you that their leadership does not like legacy characters, and they keep killing them off and bringing back the Golden Age people, and so it's funny that you would say that Marvel isn't as good as DC, whereas Marvel has made legacy characters their bread and butter with Miles Morales, with with, with Kamala Khan. So I think that they, but they have a place for them. They don't replace the originals, but they exist in a way that is positive and brings in lots of sales. So I don't think DC's doing a better job at all. I feel like, as someone who loved the original Young Justice and, you know, the original um, Wonder Girl and all that and they don't really do much with Donna
2: but there's multiple iterations yes. of, of a character yes. so you have like Superman is going to be superseded by Superboy at some point you you, have, you
3: would think but then they killed off Connor for years yeah. so I don't well, think the comparison is valid and yet.
2: Wally West was a Flash way longer than uh, Barry Allen mm-hmm. was and for some reason they they undid that like that, I just that said that is my biggest mm-hmm. sin so, so then if
3: you're mad about it too why would you ever say that DC is better at Marvel than anything well
2: I just feel like there's been there's there multiple been multiple. <laughs> Shade. shade, shade, shade. That's our Game of Thrones reference for the episode. Um, just the
1: one? But yeah, we just, used it.
2: Yeah, we ah. used it. No, we'll, we'll, no, we'll no, we'll we'll find a way to bring it back. But um, I I, I say that all to say that you know there's rumors that um, Captain America might be passed, the mantle might be passed on to either Bucky or Falcon.
3: And I'm pushing for Falcon because Falcon is an extremely well-adjusted veteran who knows what he's talking about. I feel like someone who has helped lead therapy circles would be a really good Captain America because processing your emotions when you're a superhero is very important, and he's good at that, whereas Bucky needs to go to therapy. He's been through so much. He's felt like a living weapon that wasn't in control of himself forever, and I feel like he would definitely be honored by it, but I also think that it would be better with Sam.
2: Yeah. No, no, and I agree, but the, my thing was that um, um, the, the Winter Soldier character like his powers and his abilities and, and physicality
3: i think one thing we learned about cap it's not just what you can do with your body it's who you are in your heart that's what's more important that's the lesson of captain america 100 percent.
2: Agreed. okay so then um one of those characters is going to take on the mantle of captain america mm-hmm. and i'm pushing for falcon 2 by the way mm-hmm. um, but i can see where they would try to like shoehorn um the winter soldier uh, but then there's, I mean, they're
3: having their own TV show, so there's going to be all kinds of shenanigans. They have the best chemistry to, yeah. Can you move your seat up, no.
2: <laughs> that was the best. It really, that was, was, that really it was. It was in a it,
3: Volkswagen Beetle. And, and it was the competition
2: bullshit. of the friends. It's like the old friend versus the new friend. I, the, I mean, I, depending on what
3: that you're reading, the old girlfriend versus the new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how about that?
2: But... Um, So there's also the mantle of Thor that's going to, I think it's Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie that's going to end up.
3: Which frustrates me because I really like Valkyrie as a character and I don't want her to lose her identity as becoming the new Thor. Because I know that Marvel swore that Thor was a title, not a name, but come on, in the movies it's a name. It's a person. Yeah. And I feel like Valkyrie could definitely be the Asgardian presence in the Avengers, but I don't know about calling her Thor. I want her to be Valkyrie. I, I would love for her to be Valkyrie.
2: So you don't want her to be Lady Thor?
3: First of all, they deliberately did not use the um, the honorific "Lady" when describing Thor in Marvel Comics for for a reason, and so we would never call her Lady Thor. She's just she would just be Thor if they did that, and I would support it regardless. But I love the idea of Valkyrie actually being a thing.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, now, though, and this is the one that we were going back and forth. Oh, well, I know, one. I know where you're going. <laughs> I figured I'd work up to it. Uh-huh. Um, I I think that Shuri is. Um, the strongest possibility to become Iron Heart.
3: I think it is a waste of Shuri's potential, legacy, and greatness to ever tie her to the Iron Man franchise when she has her own franchise being built as the Queen of Wakanda. I don't think it is appropriate for a reigning monarch to become subsidiary to a franchise of science that's actually beneath her own science, because as a Wakandan scientist, she could create so much more epic stuff than the Iron Man so could ever do. And I think that it is... a Injustice to not have Ruby Williams be her own Character in the MCU Because we can have More than one Super intelligent Scientific black woman In the MCU We don't have to have Shuri wear every hat I didn't like how they Had Tony be a scientist Of every single thing He had to go learn A new thing Because they didn't Want to bring in Hank Pym Like remember Yeah So, yeah. so I, I don't like The idea of conflating Too many characters together When you can have more I mean the tapestry well, Can be rich
2: I think, I think a lot of that Happens because they're Trying not to confuse The average moviegoer Oh no I'm
3: not It's not about why It happens I understand that but I don't think it's confusing to have two black girls who aren't related in the movie.
2: Ooh, the gauntlet has been thrown. Marvel, respond.
1: So, <laughs> so you're going new, uh, new actors like new characters coming I'm gonna in and being.
3: I want to say what every single racist comic book fan has ever said to me: Why not just make a new character instead of making them black? Why not just make a new character instead of making one character do everything?
2: Yeah. I, I got to agree because with that. I, I can't argue say with that. another thing no. is
3: that the African-American experience is extremely different than the African experience as a woman, as a person, as anything. So Riri Williams will tell you a lot about being a black woman in America who is into science that you won't get from a Shuri story because she's experienced so much oppression that Shuri will never actually know. Right. And so I, I really want to have Riri's story be well, told because they, they underestimate the hell out of every black woman in the sciences. And this is a black woman going to one of the most illustrious schools of technology in the U.S., what is that story going to be like it has never been told on the film I would love to see it No and, be Monique I would like to see it
1: and,
2: and, and uh, I also think that um, like you said taking away from the reigning monarch of mm-hmm. Wakanda, who is next in line to the throne, takes away from the Black Panther story as well. It sure
3: does. And there's no point. Iron Man has so many different things that you could tell. We do not need to take away from the tapestry of Wakanda to build with the mayo jar of Iron Man, okay? I'm just saying.
2: No, no, no. And and, you know what? I'll be honest. I I hadn't thought about that aspect. So, thank you. No
3: problem. (laughs) Anytime. If you want to hear about Wakanda from Wakandans, you call Jay Justice.
2: (laughs) I'm wearing a Wakanda ring, so I, I think does that not make me Wakandan?
3: I wasn't saying you personally. I was just saying in general. No, I'm, I'm not trying to discuss you. I know, <laughs> I know you are. I know you are.
2: <laughs> so um, anything else you want to say or um, argue about or discuss? Okay, I, 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 it's not I, I keep an argument. Argue. It's no, not, we're doing, having I'm a discussion where you
3: learn something.
2: I'm doing it on purpose. I know.
3: But a lot of people really do think that when I'm telling them the truth or something and it's an argument, I'm like, No. We're not disagreeing. You came into this not knowing something, and now you're not ignorant anymore. Does it well, feel good? But those are stupid people. Those are stupid I know, people. right? Let's, let's, let's. But remember, stupidity is not necessarily something that's permanent. It can be helped as long as you're willing to listen. And I don't know everything. I'm happy to learn stuff all the time. And I feel like going into things with an open mind is how you have a good time in fandom. You don't come here thinking you know everything because you're going to be miserable. You definitely need to go into things with an open heart. Okay.
2: Sure. So where's the the next con that we're going to see you at, or the oh, next God. thing that you're doing? I'm
3: going to be at Awesome Con in less than two weeks, and I'm. Both excited and exhausted at the same time.
2: Okay, and then after AwesomeCon, I think you mentioned earlier that you're going to be at BlurredCon.
3: Uh, es posible possible. Um, I'm probably going to be at Magic City Con in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm definitely going to be at DragonCon in Atlanta. Um, Oh, and I'm also going to be at San Diego Comic Con working with the Women in Comics Collective. If you are looking for awesome women who do writing, artwork, editing, publishing, definitely check out Women in Comics on Twitter or on Facebook because they do some amazing stuff, and there's a huge network of people. Women don't make comics, come, please try us. We've got 1,000 people strong.
2: Nice. Okay, and um, is it, what was the Facebook group again?
3: Oh, so it's on Twitter, it's Women in Comics NY, no spaces, no dashes, and on Facebook, it's the Women in Comics Collective International.
2: Okay, and I'll try to throw a link up on our site to that. Please do. Okay. All right, folks, uh, stay tuned.
4: Lights in here, baby. Keep going. Extra bright, I want you all to see this. Turn up the lights in here, baby. Yeah extra prize or something, something, words or something. All right,
2: folks, we are here. Would you like to introduce yourself?
4: Hello. Um, My name is Kennedy. Yep. I like nerdy things, and I am on a podcast. It's called Black Tribbles.
2: Yes, yes. You host our podcast, actually.
4: Yes, I yeah. host a podcast. And you, of- were,
2: you were supposed to be on one of our episodes, but... We, we had some issues that weekend That's
4: okay, we can do it again
2: Yeah, well, we're going to do it again Okay, cool Yeah, because cool. uh, we, we have that issue ah! resolved
4: oh, I was nervous <laughs>
2: <laughs> But you're, uh, we're here at Greater Philadelphia Comic Con mm-hmm. And um, you're doing a panel on Sunday Yes uh, You want to let everybody know about that
4: panel? Yes, I'm uh, co-hosting the Deep Space Nine panel uh, Myself and Mark uh, B. Lee will be hosting uh, Nana Visitor, Jeffrey Combs and the one and only Michael Dorn on uh, a fantastic panel. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. I'm super excited. Super excited. Oh, God. They're so, not ready. <laughs>
2: have, you, have you gotten to meet Michael Dorn yet? I
4: have. Briefly.
2: Briefly. Briefly.
4: Yeah. He, was en- he was entertaining his long, long, long line of fans. Um, uh, so it was very much just a smile and a handshake, I'll see you tomorrow kind of deal. Um, but I did get to meet the ambassador. Oh, boy.
2: And what was it like? Because I know you're a huge Michael Dorn' fan.
4: I almost couldn't let myself live in the moment because he had that long line of people waiting to, you know, get autographs and get things, you know, photos and all that stuff. So I didn't want to hold up the works, but I was just like, man, I will steal him from all of you right now. <laughs> I'm going to put this man over my shoulder and that's just going to be it. Ain't going to be no panel tomorrow because we're going. So what are your, like,
2: um, I know that you, you were telling me earlier that you did a lot of research, you've been rewatching a lot of uh, Deep Space Nights. How do you prepare for something like this other than, you know, watching the show itself?
4: I, I feel like in a case like this panel where I'm talking to actors, um, it's important to remember that they're actors and that they portrayed characters for all this time and not, you know, they weren't, they weren't authors, they weren't contributing to... You know the content of the stories. You know they weren't directing. I mean, some of them directed. LeVar Burton was a director. Uh, Jonathan Frakes, Avery Brooks, they all directed a couple episodes. Um, but these three in particular are actors, and they all come from very rich, uh, creative backgrounds within that within that craft. And I, I I hope to pick a little bit of their brains about some of the choices that you make as an actor, character wise, when you're in a setting like Star Trek, where so much is established already, and then there's so much yet to be discovered. Like, how do you go about even deciding how a Bajoran acts? Like, who told you which way a Vorta was supposed to behave, you know? Um, So I I plan to pick their brains on on that one, and hopefully get a chance to ask them some questions to ask, Jesus, to ask them some questions (laughs) that they don't get in a number of other places. Because, you know, they do a bunch of cons, you know? They're doing conventions all over the world at this uh, excuse point. Excuse me, excuse me, Mr. Garn. in episode
2: 53, um, you had on, you know, six seconds in, you had this thing where you, like, scratched your face. You, no, I know what you mean.
4: I don't want no parts of that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm particularly excited because my co-host has been doing this for a very long time. We, we got a chance to sit down earlier today and, and pick each other's brains a little bit. And he's a seasoned vet and uh, another black person, so I feel like extra... <laughs> So,
0: like,
2: whew, this is going to be fun. Actually, I'm kind of glad that you mentioned that. So is, are you at any point going to... Is there going to be any mention to the other panel that you did uh, into the blackness? Um, or did I get that right?
4: Yeah, Star Trek into blackness. I would like to. I mean, hell, I'm going to try and plug my shit no matter what happens. I let them know what day it is. But, you know, taking into consideration the, um, the, 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 the different types of people that will be at this panel hopefully, you know, crossing fingers I don't want anyone to feel alienated when we're up there um, not that I have a problem with occupying space, but I am mindful of the folks who may or may not occupy that space alongside me when we're having these kinds of discussions, so if the discussion goes there, then oh yeah, we going into it, but I'm not intentionally going to take it there, outside of the realm of me talking about a specific episode um, that I want to talk with the three of them with or about, um, but outside of that, you know, I. Well,
2: now, now you, now we now don't which, come out till Tuesday. So which
4: episode? Yeah, I want to talk about far beyond the stars. It was an episode of Deep Space Nine that happened season six, I think, like thirteenth episode in, so it was halfway through the season, and uh, Ben Cisco was having these visions of a writer from the 1950s who was writing science fiction and was having problems getting his work published because he was... Excuse me as I burp it and drink my beer. It's a Garble podcast, right? Glung, glung.
2: <laughs> you have to drink.
4: Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm doing! Um, he, uh, as a Negro writer, couldn't get his story published because it was about a Negro captain on a space station. So they had had visions of each other. It was a very meta thing. Like, who was the vision here? And it was great because... I thought it was a good example to focus on. One, because it is like one of the greatest episodes of science fiction, period. No matter what your thing is in the genre, this is one of them. Um, But also because as an ensemble, it really portrayed each and every single one of those actors and their range. You know, all of them were playing somebody else to what we had been accustomed to. Um, And it was just really, really thrilling to see. Exactly what this cast could do Um, So I want to pick their brain about that Obviously that that episode does Talk a lot about You know, social tensions during the 1950s It talks about police brutality in Harlem It talks about You know, segregation during that time Um, And uh, the overall Point of this story is that this writer This human being couldn't get his book published Or couldn't get his story published in the magazine That he contributed to Because of the content, because of the color of the skin Of a fictional character um just the shit that went along with that. You know, it was a very, very poignant episode. They did a really good job of of holding your hand during that episode because they knew it was gonna be, you know, tough. But they didn't pull any punches because it needed to be tough. And I feel like as as a as a fan, right, it's incredibly important to see because again all the range that these actors have. But also as a human being, like that episode aired. 1999, something like that, 98, 99. Here it is, 20 years later. Yeah. And we still dealing with police brutality. We're still dealing with inequities in the workplace. We're still dealing with, uh, uh, you know, the gender wage gap and all this bullshit. And it's like when you look at shows that took place at the end of the 20th century, reflect upon how shitty things were in the beginning of the 20th century. And here we are in the beginning of the 21st century and shit is still the same way. Like, it was really like, what? Ooh, mm. So really, any time you get a chance to watch a piece of fiction that you can then walk away from and still be thinking about in some capacity, I think is, an, is a brilliant piece of media. It's a brilliant example of their performances. It's a brilliant example of their writing. Avery Brooks directed that episode, so to be self-directed in something like that, just his performance was so... Just, oh, God, just... It was it was like a sandwich. It was a giant pastrami Reuben on marble rye bread, just fresh off the press, just delicious. and. Oh, mm, 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 God, there's so much meat in my mouth and so much... Oh, God, I got something stuck in my teeth here. Oh, God, fuck, this hurts. Oh, this is uncomfortable. I shouldn't have eaten this fast. I have to stop and think about what I've just consumed. And I just... That episode... There are dozens of other episodes Where all three of them are characters in it But I think that one really gives them a chance As actors to flex So I wanted to give them an opportunity to discuss that um, And hopefully present it in a way that they'll get to Bring things up that they don't have the opportunity To talk about at other conventions
2: Right, right.
4: Um, So I'm trying to bring a singular experience here To the greater Philadelphia Comic Con <laughs> <laughs> In any way that I can.
2: Okay. Uh, Any big takeaways from the con thus far? I mean, it's Saturday. Uh, You've been here two days. You got one more day to go. Was there anything that jumped out at you, or that was like, other than meeting Michael Dorn?
4: So, I had a really cool moment on Friday that made the con for me. Like, I hadn't been here for like two hours, and this happened. And I'm like, well, I can go home now. I don't know about what everybody else is doing for the rest of the fucking weekends. A couple years ago, I did an episode of uh, a podcast called Women at Warp, mm-hmm. which is a woman-run podcast talking about all the women issues and characters and so on and such forth in the span of Star Trek. And they asked me on because they were talking about hmm. Klingons. So we got to talk about all the Klingon women, all the Klingon ladies. All the Klingon ladies. All the Klingon ladies. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. And, um... We uh, just geeked out for, you know, an hour and some change about it. Those girls were in a real tight ship, uh, pun intended, no pun intended, uh, so it was a joy and a privilege to be on that show. But anyway, this man walks up to me, and I thought that he was my co-host because I hadn't met Mark at that point. I said, are you Mark? And this man goes, no, I'm, I'm Jason. I'm a big fan. I listen to your show. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Thank you. listening he's like and actually tells me this story about how he heard that episode of Women Women at Work and then found the Black Tribbles through that and then heard that I was going to be here for the DS9 panel and came all the way from Rhode Island wow to come to this panel and to meet me and he brought me things he brought me little pieces of artwork and sticker (laughs) little cute little storm sticker like what 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 that set it off for me. I was like, I don't need to do shit else while I'm here. Like, I don't even care if I make it to the Sunday. Like, I'm good now. I'm good now. Um, so that really made it. It gave me a point of reference when we started doing this eight years ago. Never did I think I would have the opportunity. Oh, to violence. Um, I just got a pokeball thrown at me. I caught it though. So whatever's in Wait, it's contained.
2: Are, are you caught or did?
4: Nope, I caught it. So, you know, <laughs> Pikachu would catch him and swat him back. <laughs> Get this weak shit out of my face. <laughs> um, I, I lost what I was say. No, you
2: were saying that uh, to have somebody Dude, travel that yeah, distance man, and come. like,
4: what the hell? Like, I, I, what? <laughs> I remember when we first started doing conventions like this and thinking, wow, how cool would it be if we had a table? who cool would it be if people came to us we didn't hunt people down for content well maybe one day we'll get to that point hopefully one day we'll get to that point point. and to be at that point like I had a promo code for this
2: yeah I know that was crazy right
4: like I had a promo code I ain't never had a promo code for nothing before in my life so to know that and then to meet Jason and you know, to be able to have so much fun with people here this weekend, I've had so much fun so yeah. far.
2: I honestly, I think that this is what, uh, and I was telling Nick this earlier. I think that this is one of the um, better cons in the area, especially like when you compare it to something because it's a smaller con. But I feel like it's better than it's a thousand times better than Wizard World. Oh, well, Wizard yeah. World's become like a big ass bazaar. Yeah, or or it's it's almost like a flea market. Like, yeah. at this point, like you're not actually it's a sixty
4: dollar flea market.
2: Right. You're not actually going there to uh, meet anybody or, or nope. you know, it's just like, oh, here, comic books, buy.
4: Yep. Yep. Buy some figures. Buy some posters. Talk to some artists if you're smart. But yep. otherwise, spend more money now that you spent money to get in here. Yeah. Um, and this isn't like that. It's a lot more fun, I think, because of the heavy cosplay presence here. Oh, you know, God,
2: the, yeah. The, the cosplay only, this weekend has been crazy. And I've only been here one day. Yeah. So
4: it's been pretty good and not even like just the folks that are posted up here like the professionals who have boots and and all of that and prints of their work and all that stuff I'm talking about like the fans the fans casual folks coming in here the babies oh my god there's so many cute kids (laughs) I saw a little Captain Marvel she was busting a groove we had music going earlier she walked up like oh this is my jam I'm gonna dance to this song and just lit it up for like 20 minutes we were like oh girl where did you come from you know (laughs) <laughs> um, just really, everyone's having so much fun this weekend. I'm having fun watching other people have fun. And it's just like, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm here.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for taking time thank to you. do this and uh, sit down and talk with me. Of and, course. are uh, we're, we're going to try to get you on for an entire episode, right? Yes. Okay. I'm down for it. Okay. Down awesome. For it. In All to right.
5: win it in there like swimwear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, we'll be back.
5: I never know doing these things, but oh, it's <laughs> okay.
2: No, you've done what a half dozen of these, or well, probably actually, more than yeah, that, probably right?
5: Probably like sex. Uh, I was actually supposed to do one last week, but sadly, stuff came up with the family. But yeah, it's. I don't do many podcasts. I don't really do many interviews, mostly because I just get awkward. But okay. all right, it's okay. <laughs> well,
2: would you like to introduce yourself?
5: Okay, so I'm von Quinzel. I'm a cosplayer. I'm plus size. I'm an Afro-Latina. Um, yeah, I think that's that's me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you've been on before. Uh, we actually had you on uh, last November uh, when we did our Nerdtino coverage.
5: Yep, I got to be in the room with you guys and do a little interview there also, which I was probably just as awkward.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't awkward. Are you crazy? No.
5: No, it's I, I cool was though. trying
2: not to I was trying really hard not to fanboy. Is what I was doing
5: no you didn't fanboy at all it's just me being weird like <laughs> you were fine
2: so um what's been going on like what's uh, I, I, I saw that you because uh, I, I stalk you on Instagram no I'm kidding <laughs> um, I follow you I think you on everybody Instagram.
5: stalks somebody on Instagram
2: <laughs> but uh like you you've had a couple new costumes come out right
5: yeah. So I guess over the last year, well, not last year, um, over January till now, uh, I try to do at least one costume every month. Um, I guess my biggest one is actually behind me for now, which I made for a large group we had at KatsuCon, and this is my Vaporeon. And I was actually really proud of that. We had an artist design it for us, and we, there was like 12 of us in the group. It was very large. Um, this now I have on my buddy suit Camila, which was one I really wanted to make. This was hard because bunny suits are not spandex and they don't stretch and there's boning and if it's like a and corset, a corset set, right? yeah. So like there's like flat steel boning in the front, it's corseted in the back. It's a whole journey. Um, and it takes longer than it should to do. I came out with a calendar, um, I'm doing more boots stuff, so I'm at this con. I'm at Great Fully right now. I'll be doing um, Blurred Con in July, which, and I which have.
2: I'll be at. Two, you so. will? Yeah,
5: yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love hearing that more people are going to these cons. I'll be doing Court Con in North Carolina, also, which should be fun. What is that? In? That is the end of May, which is technically also the beginning of June because that weekend is June first, also. So, yeah, Quirt Con is the end of May, and I'll be, not guesting, but just going to anime next because an excuse to go to Atlantic City and the beach and stuff. Okay. But, yeah, those are my plans so far. <laughs>
0: okay. Are
2: you going back to Nerdtino, or?
5: Uh, I hope to be going back to Nerdtino. Um Hopefully, this year. That's a goal. Um, I enjoy really going anywhere in Philly. It's not too far from New York, but it's still like a mini vacation for us. So, I do hope to go back to Nerdtino.
2: Okay. Now, wait. Now, hold on. So, since you like coming to Philly, have you had a cheesesteak yet?
5: I haven't had a cheesesteak in Philly. I've had a cheesesteak in my life, but... Stop. I haven't had a cheesesteak in... I know. Stop, judge me. Stop. stop.
2: <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm not judging at all. I'm just saying that if you're coming back to Philly, then we should bring you a cheesesteak. Yes. Because that, that has to happen.
5: Yes. I think the only downside is I don't like onions. We can get it without onions. See, that's what I want to hear. Okay. That's perfect.
2: (laughs) I really want a
5: cheesesteak from Philly, and it's sad. I've been here probably four times, maybe five, and I've never had a cheesesteak. I'm always rushing somewhere. Wait,
2: you've never had a Philly Philly cheesesteak? You've had Philly cheesesteaks like in New York?
5: Yeah, I've had like from the Bodega or from uh, Johnny Rockets. Johnny Rockets cheesesteaks taste good, (laughs) but I'm sure it's not the same thing.
2: I, I I know the perfect spot to get to this spot called Gooey Louis. They hmm. make the best like two pound cheesesteak.
5: See that two that's what I want to hear. Two pound cheesesteak. Yeah. I will eat that entire Okay, cheese So steak. if I
2: I tell you what, if if you're at Nertino, I will bring a cheesesteak from Gooey Louis yes. without onions. Yes. And uh, then you please
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, I want it now.
2: <laughs> Are you a big cootie or
5: I am. Um, I have a lot of restrictions to like things that I don't like. So I don't like mayonnaise and certain things like that. But in general, I do love food. Like I've always loved food. Um, that's a big reason why I can't go like vegan or vegetarian. There's just like, I love meat. I know it sounds funny, but I do. I'm Hispanic. I was raised on it. (laughs) Like I love pork. I love chicken, ground beef, like all of it. I love food. And yeah, so as long as it doesn't have something I don't like in it, I'll totally eat it.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> so, um, how you've been here at Greater Philadelphia two days now, or is this your first day?
5: Uh, this is my second day. We were here for a little bit yesterday. We weren't here for too long just because the whole checking in and getting here on a bus from New York and just, not jet lag, but just, like, tired <laughs> overall and, like, finishing the costume and making sure things were done correctly um this is my second year here i wasn't here last year i was here the year before as a guest and i had a really good time so i was glad that i was able to come back this year and just you know speak to smoke and be able to do all of this
0: okay
5: it's always fun to see so many familiar faces mm-hmm. like a lot of these people are people i met my first year here
2: okay cool
5: so we be, being able to see them again in the same place is always nice okay. <laughs>
2: um has there been, like, any big takeaways from the weekend? Uh, I mean, I know it's, it, it's, it's winding down Saturday. We've got one more day left. But was there anything, like, that was uh, particularly special to you or there was a uh, unique experience or maybe, you know, just getting to meet someone or catch up with someone?
5: I feel like there isn't anything that's too different, like nothing that, like, really surprised me, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, honestly, being able to see people that I haven't even seen in two years – There's people that I met here that they have families, and I got to hear so much about their lives last time I was here. I added them on Facebook. Now I see like their daughters in college, there's a grandchild, like things like that. It's nice to be able to see them and catch up with them besides just seeing them on the internet, but actually be able to ask them. It's like they get surprised that you remember those things that they said, but it's really nice to hear about people and their experiences. Um, Even the people across from us, um, I kept in contact through like Instagram and being able to meet them the first year and just see how far they've come in the last couple of years. A lot of the people here are, they stand for something. They're either plus size or they're uh, people of color or they just, they want to do better in this community. I feel like that's why they were chosen to be here. So to be able to see them again and be around them again is always a nice thing to do.
2: Okay. Now, um, speaking of cosplay, mm-hmm. I mean, um, and you've said this before, you're Afro-Latina, you're, uh, you know, plus size, or um, is that the—am I saying that? Oh,
5: uh, to me, I'm plus size, or some people say curvy. Either way, I'm good with both. <laughs> okay,
2: all right. Do you— um, so, being a, being able to be a part of that, like, do you feel like you've been able to shape the way that plus size models or curvy models, or just you know how that experience has been, especially on something like Instagram, where you know, like, you, what, what are you at, like twenty?
5: I don't. Know. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm over twenty five. Right. K. Something like that. Um, I feel like when it comes to the internet. My numbers aren't high. Uh, in my head, my numbers aren't high enough to make a difference. But then I speak to people, whether it be online and them sending a message, just being like, "Hey, like you inspire me to do what I want to do." Whether it be cosplaying, or regular modeling, or even if, like, there's a lot of women I know that they've always wanted to do like a boudoir type of shoot, but they always felt like they were too big or they couldn't find something that looked right on them. They're either making it themselves or finding a right photographer who they feel comfortable with and things like that, and they're, they're seeing my work and it's inspiring them to do that, and that means a lot. So there are times where I think negatively, and I'm just like, no, I'm not, I don't make that big of a difference, and then there are times where I meet someone, like I met a girl earlier today, and I didn't know that she knew who I was. She had an amazing mirror on, and I was just like, can I please get a photograph? She's like, oh my God, it's you, and I'm just like, me? Okay. Um, which turns out she followed my stuff and I thought her costume was awesome she you could tell that she made her armor and I asked her about it and I told her that it looked great because it did and I was hoping she would join the costume contest um if she wanted to if she was comfortable with it but she was just like I can't believe that you said my armor looked good Like, she followed me on Instagram, and she sees what I do, and she had walked by the booth, and she was just like, you make amazing costumes, for you to tell me that is, it it was really nice. And then she had mentioned that I saw a friend of hers. And when she mentioned her friend's costume and where I had seen them, I was like, I do remember it. Her friend had this beautiful tracer dress on, and I remember seeing it at the cast gala. And, like, the fact that her friend went to her and told her that, Like, it made that much of a difference that I loved her costume, because I did. It's moments like that that I realized, like, maybe I am making a small difference. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like to get a big head about it, so I guess that's why I don't think about it too much. But just being able to meet people and them have such positive words and me being able to see what they create that was inspired by something I had done, Mm -hmm. it was, it's just awesome to do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, you never really realize, one way or the other, how much of an influence you can be on somebody else.
5: Not at all. <laughs> I really don't.
2: And it, I, and I think it's great that you met because you know there's a lot of people that would let that go to their head. And and I, I've only met you uh, three times now. Yeah. Um, but like you've always been like really outgoing and personable, <laughs> so like it, it's appreciated.
5: I uh, I think the strange part about me is um, in person, I feel like I'm either way too quiet or I talk way too much. Mm. And online, I'm very, uh, I'll make posts, but I don't really message too much. And this includes personal family and things like that because of anxiety. And because I feel like people don't want to hear from me or I'm annoying someone or whatever the case may be. And I have friends that are even here right now that are just like, you're not annoying us. And it's it's me and it's in my head and I, I know other people who deal with this and it's like social anxiety or whatever the case may be whether it's in person or on the internet and I feel like in person it's not that bad for me but on the internet it's like to another scale I don't get why um, it's a tough thing to get through both personally and professionally because I find myself not Attempting to message people whether business wise or opportunity wise even if they've told me to just because I feel like either they were just being nice or they're really not that interested or why would I send a message and get rejected Um, I know a lot of people who deal with this, most people I've talked to also deal with it and it's a struggle to get past it Mm -hmm. but meeting people and them saying such awesome things to me it kind of inspires me a little bit. I get that little bit of courage. Like, maybe I should send that email, or maybe I should message that person. So, yeah. <laughs> but as you can hear, I ramble in person. No no, 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 you're
2: sense. not rambling, no. <laughs> um, can I ask you a question? Um, have you ever had, like, a moment where you kind of... Because you, uh, okay, so I, I remember you making a post earlier this year about, like, bad con experiences that people have been having and whatnot. And does, I clearly, like, when you're dealing with those on on online, there's trash people out there. There's, there's yes. just, like, for every 100 people that you meet, you're going to meet 99 great people, and there's going to yes. be that one trash person. So, like, how do you deal with something like that?
5: Um... I'm glad that you mentioned the post in the sense of a bad con experience. I feel like a lot of people who read the post took it the wrong way, and I know that it could only be about that post because I basically cleared out every other post before January. Um, the con that I mentioned is, uh, I don't i don't think I should probably say it just because it will probably sound really negative. No, no, but no. Because I don't want to put a bad name on the con. It, the place just isn't for me. Um, I have been there for four years already. I had gone four years back-to-back. My first year was absolutely terrible. And it was just not enjoyable. Um, To me, that convention itself does not show the best part of cosplay, especially. Um, It shows cosplay in its most elitist form. (laughs) Um, Acceptance is barely there. It's... It's kind of insulting to somebody like me um, that believes that like anybody can cosplay and everybody should be equal and stuff like that, but in a place like that, people only care about the best and the biggest and the most elite person, and they don't see everybody as a cosplayer. and it's disappointing because I'm not the only one who's had a bad experience there, and I've, I've tried to have my best time. I have. Um, The three years after my first, uh, I basically did groups. I took advantage of the fact that I met friends and they would also be there from around the country. And I've gotten to do large groups with amazing people. And those have been my positives from that convention. Um, The people that I put around me, but the convention itself wasn't. Um, The con itself, the show floor is small and the rest of it's just the hotel. So... If I wanted to stay at a hotel to take photographs, I would just do that on my own. Um, and I let all of my friends know that I would not be attending that con anymore. And as much as I want to be in those groups with them and do those projects and make these amazing costumes and have an amazing time, I'm going to have to find a way to do that outside of that convention. No. So that's just how I feel about it. Um, I try not to have too many negative thoughts about conventions, but I feel like this year I have... I don't know how to explain it. Um, I've chosen where I want to be and where I don't. Okay. And I have thought about the experiences that I've had at conventions and or events and whether I really want to be there again or am I just doing it for others and not myself. Mm -hmm. So... I'm here because I want to be here. Mm -hmm. I'm here in Philly. I'm here at Greater Philly. I'm here with all of these people because I want to be here and I will not choose to be in a place that I don't want to be anymore. Anywhere that makes me feel uncomfortable, unwanted, or just not welcomed, I refuse to go to anymore. And I feel like too many of us, we just, oh, we have to go. We feel like You know, you have to put the image out there. You have to, you don't have to do anything. You have to do what you want to do. And this year, that's what I want to do. I just want to concentrate on me first, my business second, and just moving forward.
2: Okay. Uh, I don't know if I ever asked you this. Uh, No, I know I didn't ask you this. (laughs) um, So you cosplay professionally. Yes. But do you do anything else on the side or Um, like, do you have a day gig?
5: I did. I did have a day gig, and I no longer have a day gig.
2: So you're doing this full-time?
5: Full-time as of the beginning of the year.
2: Phenomenal. Wow.
5: Um, It's a struggle, and it's definitely something that I'm still working on and still trying to figure out. Um, Sorry. Um, But little by little, I want to see where I am in this cosplay area. Like I was telling one of the parents here earlier... This is a whole new different business like this isn't like the music business or the movie business where like there's a layout and everybody kind of does it the same way. This is brand new. This is less than five years old with people really becoming quote unquote famous or making this a business. So I'm just trying to find where my footing is and how exactly I'm going to have this stick to me long term. Whether it's my costumes themselves going to conventions or doing commissions or just working on different projects there are other things that i'm interested in that i would like to incorporate with cosplay and it's just exploring those options and actually started picking up photography itself because i want not only to help myself but to help other cosplayers or other models guys or girls doesn't really matter just see the betterness in themselves mm-hmm. and if i can do that from behind the camera as well as in front of it i would like to try to do that
2: wow. okay <laughs> all right um i don't think i uh <laughs> i don't think i have any other questions uh, no problem <laughs> thank you for taking a few minutes to sit down and talk with me i'm glad
5: i could talk with you again. <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> so this is two times running uh yep <laughs> i'm gonna have that cheesesteak for you
5: Please. <laughs> I'm so serious. you said two pounds. I feel like that's when you sold me. I was like cheesesteak is awesome. Oh, really need one. Two pounds? I did it in my I, life. Listen,
2: the the way this cheesesteak is built, I can eat it a quarter at a time. Like I can never
5: that is that is perfect for me. I have no problem with that. I will I will do an awkward video of me eating this two-pound cheese steak. All right, you I heard that here, care. folks. She's going to do an
2: awkward <laughs> video. And it's going to p- be
5: so awkward. <laughs> Though I am going to mute it because I – okay. Things that grind my gears, my personal number one pet peeve is hearing people chew. Mm-hmm. So I would never subject anyone all to right, that. so no
2: mics, but so just video. So no
5: mics, just some weird video, and we'll overlay it with an awkward <laughs> song. It's fine. <laughs> well, maybe if we search on YouTube, there's a cheesesteak song. I'm sure there is. Um, there is yeah. some weird stuff on the YouTube.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we're getting He's confirmation. Like, what? There is like, what? Yeah, there's probably a weird cheesesteak song on the All right.
5: All yes, right, she's Thank two. you for having me. No
2: problem.
1: <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It's day two for us, day three for uh, the great Philadelphia Comic-Con out here in Oaks.
2: What's going on, folks? Greater Philadelphia Comic-Con.
1: Uh, day- it's, it's great Philadelphia Comic-Con. It's it, great? I thought it was greater. Yeah, it, you would think that, right? Greater Philadelphia like area, yeah. like metro area, but it's great Philadelphia Comic-Con. Oh, wow. Okay, so I've been totally messing that up. From Jump. (laughs) That's okay. I figured it out this morning when I downloaded the app for the schedule.
2: (laughs) Ah, Okay. Uh, Yeah, so uh, it's day three of the con, day two for us. Come check us out at the uh, Nerdtino booth. Oh, why am I saying that? This is going to go up later. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sometimes sometimes I really do think that we're live. If you uh, get a chance, get a time machine, come back to this day. (laughs) Uh, and, and check out the booth. That should be your first priority. Hitler can wait.
2: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're going to be trying to do some more interviews today. Uh, we got something special lined up that I can't say anything about just yet. Oh. But it doesn't matter because this is recorded. So No, you'd
1: have to go back and edit it.
2: I keep forgetting that.
1: All right. That's it. We're just going to do it live. We'll
2: yeah. do it live. We're doing it live. All right, folks. And we're back. <laughs> hey,
6: everybody. That
2: is uh, a very special voice to me. Uh, that is the voice of Raziel. Raziel, introduce yourself.
6: All right. Hi, everyone. I am Razu. So, unfortunately, I've been giving away cards. Unfortunately?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been
6: giving away cards.
2: That's right. We for got their, we for like
0: Nick and Ramon. <laughs>
2: That's right. We got our kid out here uh, 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 um, handing out stuff, flyers, promoting Nerdtino, promoting Nerdtino, promoting Garbled.
6: I I thought I didn't know what they were talking about. I thought they were like talking about like the other cards, like showing like their brains
0: in their face. No, brains no, in no. Face? brains
2: in their face. What are you talking what, about? What card? Uh, Oh! Oh! oh uh, he's <laughs> talking, okay, so he's talking about our logo. About our logo, yeah. Brains and faces, exactly. Brains and faces.
1: Yeah. That sums it up. That's that's pretty good. Dude. Yeah. And
6: and it's it's. Oh,
2: you gotta hold that mic. Hold that
6: mic. I am having like so much fun, and and it's like eleven, it's like eleven something, and I'm, a, and at twelve thirty I'm about to do the kid contest.
2: Is that what you're most excited about, the kid contest? Yep. Why why are you so excited about the costume contest?
6: Because they because they're cheer for you and like 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 you're the chosen one. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be the chosen one? <laughs> Wait, you, what what uh, uh what what are you wearing today? I'm wearing
6: a mile. I'm wearing a Spider-Man Miles Morales costume.
1: Very cool.
2: Yeah. And and you've you worked on your poses and everything? Yep. Awesome. I,
6: saw, I took I saw Venom and Harley Quinn and every everybody even
1: bumblebee
2: you saw a bumblebee there was a bumblebee yeah wow okay i got to go find the bumblebee yeah, that's seriously.
1: awesome all right folks very uh, cool
2: we're we're tapping in and out
6: <laughs> in and out
2: and we're back at the greater at the i'm sorry correction you keep doing that the great philadelphia comic con and at the great Philadelphia Comic-Con, I mm-hmm. ran into old friend.
1: Friend Rox- of the show.
2: Friend of the show, Roxanne Whitney, professional Yo. cosplayer.
7: What's going on, everybody? I'm here, at, and I was doing it, too, the greater Philadelphia. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know why I'm saying It, it makes too so much sense. sense. I'm, thinking, gr- I'm thinking greater media cable from back in the day, which is, I'm showing my, <laughs> my age.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, I was actually thinking, like. Greater Philadelphia, you know, because it's like the bigger, the mm-hmm. larger part of Philadelphia. It's like King the Philly metro area. Right. Yeah. Right. Unless, you know, unless this is Shazam and you can go from the art museum to the King of Prussia Mall in like three seconds. So all guys do to
6: say, spoiler. greater Philadelphia, poof.
7: And I'm here. For, <laughs> <laughs> for those who didn't see the movie, I just spoiled it a little bit. That's anyway, right. If you haven't seen it at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's
2: two and a half weeks in. Come on. It's now. just me. Yeah. yeah. So um, what's up? What brings you
0: here?
7: Well, I came here yesterday and just decided to just, you know, throw my support and show my little Dora Milaje, you know, my oh, Koye. I was there yesterday. What? That And, you know, basically just look around and, you know, just see everybody. You know, I, I talked to a lot of people on Facebook and whatnot, and we're all working around the same circle. So it was just come on out.
1: Okay. Yeah. Show some support. Gotcha. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, like I said, I, I caught you from across the room and, and couldn't fight the sea of people. You <laughs> caught me
7: from there across the room, you said? I did.
1: <gasps> I did. It was love at first sight. We,
7: but I missed it, though, because I was yeah. walking, and my head was shining. <laughs> shining, shining, <laughs> yeah. shining, respect, because you're one of the
2: few people who I've seen do, like, a Dora yes. who actually, like, shaves their head. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah.
7: Thank you, thank you. You get cool points for that. Thank you. A lot of people were asking me if I had did the, you know, shave my head f- specifically for the character. I'm like, oh, this is 10 years in. I just hate here. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: so yeah. So, and here's where I get kicked. Uh, wh- what are you cosplaying today? I know. I know. you
7: right. You, you just
1: bend over right I now. Mean, hold, just, on. Just- wait, wait. hold on.
0: Hold <laughs> on. This is a different type of podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ramon, go away. <laughs>
2: All right, folks. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>
7: no, um, I'm doing number five from Kid Next Door. Oh, oh. okay. All yes. Right.
2: yes. See, See, I like the little subtle cosplays like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. It's been a while since I've seen Kid Next Door, so that didn't click for me. I apologize. Never but let, you're let it happen off. again. You pull it off. <laughs> Thank
7: you. <laughs>
2: So was there any other things that you wanted to come check out while you were here? Well,
7: you know, I decided to check out the booths yesterday. I had so much to do after this, so I couldn't really stay long to really see everything. But today, you know, I was able to do that. I brought my son with me who's wandering around somewhere. Um, But just checking out the booths and things that I missed yesterday. Okay. Yep.
1: What, you said you were looking for something special. What, what were you was, looking for?
7: All right. So initially, I was looking for contacts, like different color contacts, you know, and not. I surprisingly did not find a table
1: that sold them.
7: That's amazing.
1: No, That is amazing. They got forced out by the three LASIK booth down the way. Uh, yeah. yeah I,
7: no. Uh, I doubt they're doing any kind of business today. Probably just looking around like, why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> the I, I window always, people, yeah, why are we here? The people, yeah, the ba- why uh, the are we here? here <laughs> There's
2: always one of them. At yep. every con I've ever been to, mm-hmm. it's like who sh- who drew the short straws.
1: Yep, And they those guys buy their own booze. I yeah. can tell you that right now, they 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 pay for it to try and get drum up business. Mm.
2: The one the one that I thought was interesting. Do you remember um, um, Wizard World a couple of years back where they mm. were doing like the the blood test and they were yeah they so they had people like donating blood. They oh had, wow. Like, uh, the red I thought you cross were going to say
1: it was like a twenty-three and Me like, no, experience. No,
2: it, it, well, they ended up taking like DNA samples, mm-hmm. and like you had to like wave like sign a waiver to, for them to be able to do that. But um, they also took uh, blood for the Red Cross, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh.
1: oh, that's very cool. That All is right. cool. Yep, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. So you said you did a few laps. What else you got to see? What's, what else is on I, the list? I
7: don't think there's anything else I can see. I, like you said, I did a few laps. You've done it, you've done it all. Yeah, and um, now I'm just sitting with a few lovely people right now. And, do you, uh,
1: do you uh, usually go to these like panels and things and sit in and, and listen?
7: Sometimes, but my attention is so short sometimes that I just go, okay, red <laughs> balloon, let me go walk over there. So. Um, not often. Now, okay. if I'm part of the panel, of course, I'm Well, right, there, right, but <laughs> right. But no, uh-uh. Not really. Awesome. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, enjoy the rest of the con.
7: I shall. And so you guys enjoy the rest of the con as well. And I'm quite sure I'll be running into you all later on. Good. As I go locate my son who's lost in the con. <laughs> Just he's, by the way, I don't really want nobody lost? to think he that he's like this little no. four year old. He's I mean, definitely going to be eighteen this year, yeah, yeah. So.
1: <laughs> he's going to be okay.
7: He'll be okay. Some someday he'll have his own desk here, his own table, selling his own artwork and everything. Oh, so, he's he's an artist. Yes, he's an artist. He wants to get into voiceovers, and he's just he's really good, very talented, and everything. He's going to be going to what's that, The Philadelphia University of Arts. Oh, he's going to UArts. Going to be going there. Yep. Huh. So, he got Sounds one familiar. more year in high school, but he's working very hard to get into that and a program and all that. So, yep.
2: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us, Rox.
7: Thank you for having me. Everybody have a wonderful anytime, time. Anytime, anytime.
1: All right, folks, we are back. And as the event winds to a close on this, I'm going for like a Days of Our Lives thing. Yeah, I got you. All right. You did? You picked up that reference? Uh, it I was figured, really weak.
2: Uh, well, wrap it up then. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up, Holmes. Uh, no, I, I've I've given up on it. Okay, so <laughs> the well, event is coming to an end. Yes, it is. It's about a four thirty Sunday, Great Philadelphia Comic Con. I got that right this time. Awesome. Um, but there's something else that's going on tonight. That's right. That's uh, pretty big, and that is the final season premiere of game of thrones that's
1: right six episodes right that's that's this season or this half of season
2: uh it's eight if i'm not mistaken it's eight episodes okay uh but each one of them is or it might be six i don't know i can't remember off the top of my head um but i do know that supposedly each episode is supposed to be pretty long it's going to be a feature almost feature-length movie long
1: i did not know that that's amazing yeah so
2: each episode is going to be 90 minutes or more okay um yeah game of thrones is finally coming to an end folks yep so we thought we would sit here and make some predictions or or talk game of thrones for a little bit okay all right nick yes who ends up on the throne who gets the Iron Throne?
1: You're starting with that one. Uh, okay. We don't have who the start who gets it? We who don't get it. Start there. No, that's okay. You already started it. Who ultimately gets it? I'm leaning Jon Snow.
2: You say Jon Snow? Why I, do you say
1: Jon Snow? I, I I like the fan theories I've I've heard. I mean, really, no one knows. the uh, the 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 other one where it's uh, Tyrion is another one uh, that. They, these are the people that are not in the strong position right now. Uh-huh. But usually the the way the the story's gone before is the strong position people, the people with the, the highest claim, tend to be the ones that get bumped off, except Cersei, but that's going to be another satisfying death, I think.
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I need to see Cersei die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to see her go.
1: Okay, My so mind. she dies, right? Oh, let me get your prediction. Who winds up on the throne? I think...
2: I have uh, three predictions for the, the throne. Oh, oh wait, be- then that's not a prediction.
1: <laughs> uh, well, no, I have two. I have two people,
0: particularly.
2: Okay,
1: but uh, strong
2: third. Okay, that, yeah. all right. So you can't decide
1: between one A and one B, but but the third place person you. have
2: well, I, I think, ironically, what's going to end up happening is that the, the people who have shown the least interest or no interest at all mm. in the throne mm. are more than likely going to be the ones that end up on the throne. Okay. Uh, I think that would be an interesting way to end it. Okay. Uh, which, of course, would be Jon Snow. Jon Snow has never showed any interest whatsoever mm-hmm. in wanting to sit on the Iron Throne. And,
1: and the last season, he uh, he basically said, all right, I will be king of the north for Queen uh, Targaryen there. Yeah. Uh, right? For,
2: for uh, Khaleesi right. Targaryen. Yes.
1: Khaleesi. K- for the Khaleesi.
2: For the Khaleesi. Yeah. Um, my second choice, and I know this one's controversial, would be uh, the eldest Lannister. Uh, I can't remember his name. The Kingslayer? The Kingslayer. King I think there, I think it would be almost poetic if he ends up on the Iron Throne. Now, so Jon Snow mm. has never shown any interest in wanting to be on the throne. Neither has
1: sh- yeah, him. Yeah.
2: Neither has he. And I think of any character on the show, his has shown the, the, mm. the most growth. Okay, as an individual character, I mean, you watch the story arc. He goes from being the scum of the earth, mm-hmm. piece of shit, mm-hmm. um, and he's almost redeemed himself. He's redeemed himself as um, he separated himself from his family in the sense that, uh, you know, losing his arm, his hand, humbled
1: him. Um, I don't think it humbled him that much. I think it maybe made him a little less juvenile. He's aged in the show, but I don't know that...
2: I think he has... And I'm, and I'm not saying he's the, you know, the a good guy, you know. I'm mm-hmm. not saying he's not a good... I'm not saying he's completely redeemed. He sort of had this redemption as a father, you know, because uh, for a long time in the lives of his children he's kind of been absent, and you got to see that little moment with him and his daughter before she passed. Mm. Um, you You... You kind of saw a little bit of how, how hard he's willing to fight for Cersei and how much he loves Cersei. Yeah. Um, when they had the showdown with yeah. the, uh, at the Blackfish. Uh, Blackwater? No, not the showdown at Blackwater, at the Blackfish's castle. Oh. Yeah. Um, you got to see him. He's like, look, I need to get back to her. And if doing this gets me back to her, then that's what I'm going to do. You, I think you did get to see him humbled when he finally saw what one single dragon can do to the might of his army.
1: True. And then he goes back and, and his sister basically was like, yeah, you ever do that again, I'll kill you. Yeah. Like, uh,
2: and, and then he... Uh, the way that season seven ended with him finally realizing that his sister is so far gone. Yeah. That there's no saving her. And that, that she is so... Awestruck with power, that
1: she's willing to destroy the Seven
2: Kingdoms, and he can't stand by it.
1: And he's already proven that if he needs to take out the person in power, he can. And,
2: that, and that's the thing; like his character kind of gets a bum rap as the Kingslayer, but his reason for killing the king, it yeah, wasn't it wasn't gain. Noble, it wasn't. It wasn't for a personal gain. It wasn't for you know the Mad King was getting ready to burn down the kingdom, mm-hmm. and. Somebody had to put a stop to that, and he did, yep. which, which to me shows that his character is possible, you know, it, it's possible for his character the... to grow.
1: Take one. No? Okay.
2: Yeah, that, that to me shows, you know, that the, there, there is something redeemable about his
1: character. Absolutely. Uh, I think there's something in there. I think that's true, and I think it leads me to my next line of questioning, which is, for predictions, who kills who? <laughs> so... Oh, are they going to die, and who kills them? So, like for example, Cersei, and I, and and I think we're leaning towards uh, the Kingslayer uh, reprising his role.
2: That might be heart wrenching.
1: Uh, I think it will be. I think that's why they'll do it. That and she, be. and you know, she has to go.
2: Oh, she has to go. She, she has, has to go. To go. go. Well, the, the, it's called a game of uh, what is it? Um, a Game of Thrones, Song, a- Song, of, fire Song of Fire and Ice. Song Fire and Ice. I mean, she represents fire.
1: Yep, and...
2: Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. She, you could interpret her as fire, but also, you know, the Targaryens with their dragons. I think the fire and ice is really more about the White Walkers.
1: So, it, it is, but you're missing it. It's life and death. It uh, has body heat, doesn't have body heat, if you want to be really on the nose. Okay. So, it's the living versus the dead, Is is that. But it is the Game of Thrones with all of that going on in the background. So somebody's going to try and play somebody and and all of that, but they're heading towards a big fight with the White Walkers. So somebody might fall in battle, but I think they're also going to continue to do each other in while they in-fight to try and figure out who gets the Iron Throne. Yeah. So I think we're, are we agreed? Cersei and uh, uh, Cersei gets done in by uh, the Kingslayer. I cannot remember his name either.
2: Jamie, 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 Jamie Lannister, Jamie Lannister. No, Thank you.
1: Um, okay, so that leaves her sort of exact opposite, which is we, neither of us are predicting that um, Daenerys, uh, da- Daenerys uh, gets the throne. I don't. She's she's she, the she front runner. If,
2: if anybody deserves to be on the throne, it's Daenerys. She really. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like her character arc—that she's gone from being this meek and mild yep. character to this force of nature.
1: I, was she ever really meek? I mean, maybe half of season one, but after that, she you, was kind of—you
2: don't start to see her strength until the the end of season one. Um, when she walks out of that the fire and the yeah. dragons have hatched, that's when you start to see you know the possibility in her.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I haven't seen her meek in a while. Um, but
2: well, that, that, but that's what that, I'm saying. Like, going all the way back to Season 1, I mean... Mm-hmm. And there, there have been subtle little hints that I appreciate. You know, like, uh, in Season 1, when you first see her, she's sitting in a pool of boiling water. Yep. And she's completely unaffected by it. Yep. And, you know, that's hinting towards stuff that would come later.
1: Yep. So... How does she... I, ended. Think, I, th- I think she dies. Yeah. I oh, I think so, and I think it's fighting the White Walkers.
2: I th- well, I
1: think she is.
2: So there's the the, the, the prophecy, right? The prophecy that there's going to be one person that's going to be the saver of Westeros, mm-hmm. and that in order to get the weapon that they need, they, they have to uh, kill someone that they truly love. And I think that's going to be Jon Snow, and the weapon will be within her.
1: See, and I thought it was she was going to fly her dragon into the now possessed ice dragon, kill something she loves.
2: Oh, okay, that's interesting. All right, I can see that. I think that's
1: how that goes down. But we,
2: not, neither one of us think
1: that da- Daenerys is going to make it to the end of the series. I don't think so. I think she. I think she. Uh, and folks,
2: can we stop? Can we stop hoping for incest babies? <laughs> Can we stop cheering incest babies? God damn it. That's driving me nuts. We're cheering incest babies. We're talking Game of Thrones. You want to jump in?
1: You want to jump in, Kennedy? No, I just want to offer that incest. Oh, okay. Hold on. on. We'll we'll pause.
2: Yeah, sorry about that, folks. We have to pause for a second.
3: But, yeah, can
2: we stop fucking wishing for incest babies, god damn it? Like, (laughs) I get it. Uh, But that is her cousin.
1: No, brother.
2: Brother. 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 Half. Half brother. And, uh... Yeah, I don't want incest babies. So can we stop wishing that um, they would have incest babies? Because no. Yeah. That's not good.
1: I wonder if they figure it out. I mean, somebody figured it out. The 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 um,
2: His brother. His half-brother. Figured it out. Yeah, but he figured it out because he was able to see in the past.
1: Oh, that's right. Yep.
2: Yeah, but like... I get that they don't know that needs to be discovered, and they need to like realize: "Oh, you're my half brother. You're my half sister." Let's. <coughs> I'm sorry. Let's not have any kids because that would be bad. Although the Targaryens are known for that,
1: they are. Um, but I don't think she wants to uh, knowingly. I, well, I don't think she wants to continue, kind of in that direction. You know what I mean? Like the Lannisters already have that. Targaryens had that. That's why they had the Mad King. Uh, you know, I, I don't think she's going to try. Uh, I, I think if they if they're informed and they're told whatever they're doing stops. I think at that point. You think so? Yeah, and then they they try to do a unified front thing. Or are they um, already
0: so in love that they don't care?
1: Or maybe they don't find out they get married, and that's how Jon Snow gets it. Gets he's, gets the throne because now he's 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 the king. Already essentially, yeah, the king or whatever. So. Interesting.
2: I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be upset if that doesn't get discovered. Mm. I think uh, Jon Snow should be able to claim his his ancestral name as a Targaryen.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, so let's do let's do a little rapid fire because uh, they're going to close the event soon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so who are some <laughs> other characters?
2: Uh, uh Tyrion. Tyrion. Has gone from being mm-hmm. the the joke of every <coughs> <coughs> you okay, from yeah. being the butt of every joke of his family, yep, to now being the hand of the king. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. actually queen, but the hand of the queen.
1: Yes, <coughs> does he survive?
2: I God, I hope so. God, I hope so. I I will lose my shit if uh, uh, Tyrion because I I think Tyrion's the fan favorite.
1: I think you're correct. I think uh, that he's a fan favorite. I think he dies. Oh. I think he dies. Why? Because he... The writer uh, loves killing your favorite yeah. character. He loves it. He loves it. That's the only reason I think he dies. I don't even know how it happens. I'm going to go because I, I set the rules and I said we had to have an answer. He gets uh, uh, fallen he on by a dragon. <laughs> no,
2: no. I think he dies. Uh, if he dies, I think he dies sacrificing himself for the greater good because that's what Tyrion would do. Tyrion... Uh, at the okay. battle uh, at the Battle of Blackwater, he proved himself. Yep,
1: to be a little selfless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely,
2: completely selfless. Actually,
1: all right, King Slayer,
2: King Slayer. Uh, you already know my prediction on that.
1: That he, I, I think, becomes. I think the, he ascends uh, the, the, the throne, ascends after, the throne,
2: after, uh, and I think he has to kill his sister, and that's going to be that's going to be the thing and and, and you know what if Daenerys and john don't make it mm-hmm. i think he if they do end up having an incest baby i think he raises that baby
1: mm-hmm. and loves that baby interesting yeah he's gonna love that baby
2: yeah oh he's gonna love the shit out he's that gonna baby. love that baby not like that not like no <laughs> no 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 because
1: you know he's he doesn't do anything weird to non-family <laughs> members oh right right uh <laughs> Um okay. Uh I think he doesn't become king. I think he doesn't survive. I think he does kill Cersei, but I think he dies right after that. And I think he dies right after that uh at the hand of Bronn.
2: Bronn. Why Bronn?
1: Because he gets a better offer from Tyrion.
2: Ooh. No.
1: Okay. See, I, It's I, a stretch. Jamie
2: I, Jamie and his brother uh Tyrion have a good relationship. They've already proven that. You yes. know what I mean? And that they're willing to forgive each other. Yes. And, I, man, that would be hard.
1: I think I think it gets in a situation, battlefield-type situation, where those two are going to have to go at it, and Braun steps in and makes a choice.
2: Wow. Okay. All right. That won't happen.
1: Uh, that's just my prediction.
2: What do you think is going to happen with uh, the starts? Mm. There's only three left. Mm-hmm. You have Jon Snow, who's technically not really a Stark. We already talked about him a bit. Yep. Um, What do you think happens with the three-eyed raven?
1: Three-eyed raven Uh, goes off with his younger sister to do great things.
2: We are down to the last five minutes. We're down to five minutes, folks. But that's just for the regular congoers, not us. Um, so let's
1: let's say let's say he goes off to uh, continue his journey as the three-eyed raven.
2: I think I think we're going to find out that he was the voice of I think he's we're going to find out that he was the voice of madness that caused the mad king to become mad. Didn't they
1: already touch on that?
2: I think they they hinted at it but nothing nothing No, concrete. I
1: think I think it was pretty pretty concrete. If yeah. I remember correctly. Um what yeah, the cuz he spoke some, he spoke to him in the past. Yeah. Yeah. What
2: about the theory that he is the Night King? He is the Night King? Yeah, there's some people that saying it's him that is the Night King.
1: Controlling the Night King? No, no. No, no. I don't I don't like
2: that. It gets into this time paradox thing.
1: Do the uh, uh so here's the other thing, you know, we're also assuming by the way that the White Walkers lose. Right?
2: I think the White Walkers eventually lose, yeah. Hmm. After laying waste to a good portion of Westeros, they get pushed back or completely annihilated. No, I don't think completely annihilated. I think pushed back because you always need that threat.
1: So how you beat the White Walkers? Uh, yeah. I really
6: want to get
2: the hold, hold on one second. Yeah, sorry about that, folks. It's just uh, the last minutes of the con, and <laughs> everything's been thrown at us at the last second. Um...
1: So, anyway, yeah, White Walker's defeated. And, and the White Walkers how?
2: get pushed back, but uh, not ultimately defeated.
1: Does evil ever really get defeated? Exactly. And, okay. and
2: that, I think that's uh, what
1: we're going for. I think our buddy, uh, and I keep wanting to call him Sam Wise, but I think it's just Sam. Uh, the dude that oh, got yes. sent off to be a, yes. a scholar the and, and cured the uh, the, the uh, rock, stone, or uh, stone, stone skin. Scale. Stone scale. And, uh,. I think he figures it out and wipes them off the face of the earth. You think he wipes them off? the I face think, of the I think I think he cures it. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just pulling for him.
2: Uh, you know what? Uh, I think that's enough predictions right there. I, I think, think so. what we'll do, we'll, what we'll do is. Uh, well, we want
1: folks to definitely tell us their predictions. Yeah, please tell us, especially after the first episode. Yeah. I want fan theories, and
2: I'm 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 going to purposely do something crazy here. I <gasps> will, well we've talked about this i can't do week to week shows so i'm gonna wait till about five or six episodes it is eight episodes i looked it up okay um i'm gonna wait till about episode seven before i start tuning in so that i can watch them back to back okay i'm gonna purposely try to avoid as much as i possibly can
1: i'm going to go from here and go watch that first episode i know
0: you are um
2: Maybe what we'll do before the, uh, the series closes out, maybe we can get a couple of fans on and we can actually talk about Game of Thrones properly. Because I- I'm a fan, but I-, I am not as well-versed as I should be. Okay. And I'm going to take the next couple of weeks to catch up.
1: Nice part about this series is even though it's based on books, those books are not done yet. So nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody they can knows. all theorize, and I love doing it. So we'll, we'll get to that. Anyway, this is us. Signing off. Signing so off this is from our
2: coverage of Greater Philadelphia Great Comic Con,
1: Philadelphia Comic Con 2019,
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be doing more of this as we've been, and uh, you can check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on uh, Gar- uh, GarblePodcast.com, dot SoundCloud, Spotify, all of the streaming services because we are including iTunes.
0: To-
1: I said iTunes. Did you?
2: Did I not say? I, I thought it started with iTunes. Oh, maybe you did. Maybe okay. I wasn't listening. But we are available everywhere that you can stream music. So go check us out and tell your friends.
1: Like and share. Yay, like and share.
2: All right, folks. Later.
1: Thank you for listening to the Garbled
3: Podcast. Please go to garbledpodcast.com for updates and check us out on all the social medias. Like, share, and then join in on the conversation.